Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. I'm so glad you're here. It warms all the little nooks and crannies of my heart brain uh, that you are joining us this week. And this week we are, can you imagine it, reading comic books. Oh, my favorite thing. Uh, but before we get into that, intern Stan, if you could please give us a theme song. The one thing I ask you to do. The one thing. Please. X-Men. What was that? Stan, what was... What was that? Okay, apparently... Apparently, I don't... I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but uh, there used to be this X-Men arcade game that Stan found, and that was a song from the X-Men arcade game. It was called Junk Factory. I don't know... No, I'm just kidding. I know what he's talking about. Arcades, kids, little ones. Arcades used to be these rooms, usually attached to malls. And uh, essentially what they did was they had a bunch of large televisions. Uh, and those TVs were in boxes that stood up. And uh, on the front of the boxes were controls. They were like controllers for video games, but you couldn't hold them in your hand. And you couldn't touch the screen. This was before touchscreen. And uh, what you would do is you would uh, pay a quarter, and eventually two quarters, and eventually like seven dollars, uh, to lose at a video game, repeatedly. We loved it. They were loud and they were noisy, and, uh, and we all had a really good time. Your parents had a really good time in these loud, bright, noisy arcades. Arcades. Um... Ask your parents about them. Uh, they won't know what you're talking about, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we used to we used to waste our quarters all the time." They'll get this wistful look in their eyes, uh, and then you can steal money from them because I know you're stealing money from us, you filthy young people. I got off track. I'm sorry. I got a little emotional. Uh, I've been reading a lot of think pieces about millennials. What what am I even talking about? This week on Panel Riot, we are reading comic books. We're getting back into it, folks. We're, there's no theme for this week. None. No theme except for the only theme uh, of Panel Riot, and that is comics. So we're going to read three completely random comics. I haven't even picked them yet. Isn't that exciting? That's a lie. 
that's a lie. I have, in fact, picked them. Are you ready for this? They are diverse, and they are fascinating, and at least one of them uh, is probably terrible. But I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to tell you about it, and hopefully that'll work out for the best. Uh, probably not. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. We've got... you ready for this? Because it's weird. These are three really random comics. Uh, first, we've got Journey into Mystery, number 652. Uh, this was, well, uh, during... There was a time when Journey into Mystery was not featuring Thor, necessarily. It was focused on Sif, and it was great. And uh, I had all intentions on reading the entire series and doing an episode about it, but I gotta tell you, I got a little sidetracked. Apologies, but hey, we're gonna read this, this one now. Um, next up, Green Arrow... Number 8. This is number 8 of the new 52. We are just plucking it right out of the middle, and uh, I don't even know what's happening. Next up is uh, actually one I'm very excited about, another one that I wanted to do uh, an entire episode on, and that is the Thrilling Adventure Hour comic. Uh, they, <laughs> The Thrilling Adventure Hour is this whole thing. Long story short, it's a podcast that's amazing, and the people who write the podcast, Acker and Blacker, also write um, comics. And so they decided to release Thrilling Adventure Hour comics, and the one I'm going to be reading for you is... Oh, it's just my favorite Thrilling Adventure Hour uh, short. It's all these different short stories. Um, it's a live stage play. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it probably in the third chapter when I uh, when we talk about this one specifically. But it is uh, uh, <laughs> beyond belief. And it's uh, Frank and Sadie Doyle, and they're played by uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster, who are two of my favorite, ah, favorite celebrities anywhere ever. I can't wait for the third segment. I'm, I'm holding off that one to the third segment because it's my favorite and it's the best and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do Green Arrow second because I gotta I gotta be honest with you I have a feeling it's not gonna be good but I'm gonna give it a shot I'm really gonna give it a shot so um, first up let's have a little conversation about journey into mystery so the point here is uh, is that it focuses on Sif, which is a good move. It's a really good move. Let me tell you right now, I really, really, really like this comic. Uh, it's great. And it appears to be, uh, I appear to have chosen well, because we're hopping in at the start of a brand new storyline. The general idea here, I think, is that Sif, uh, there's a, there's a, a garden in Asgard, and it is sickly, and Sif is trying to find out what the problem is, and Gaia tends the garden, and Gaia passes out and gets ill, and um, they kind of have to figure out what's wrong with her and put her into quarantine, and so what kind of ends up happening is Tony Stark happens to have a space station laying around, they launch the space station, and they take the entire garden, and they take Gaia, and they quarantine her away from the other gods, and they're kind of figuring out what's uh, what's going wrong, or they are going to. Catherine Immonen is the writer. Uh, Vallejo, oh, I'm going to ruin this one. Shitty? <laughs> Skitty? C? Uh, no. S-C-H-I-T-I. I don't know how to pronounce that, sorry. Jordi Belair is the color artist, and uh, VC's Clayton Vowles is the letterer. This is a gorgeous book. This is, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I love the artwork. Uh, 
every every last stroke of the pen is um, is absolutely phenomenal. The coloring is great. It's bright. It's interesting. The scenes on Earth. The, co- the coloring on the scenes on Earth are vastly different from the scenes on Asgard, are vastly different from the scenes in space, and it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. I love it. I love it. I love this book. I want to read the next one right now, uh, which I didn't expect from this. I thought I was going to pick a random thing and be like, oh, this was okay, but you know, it's great. It's great. I'm really glad I did this. Are you glad I did this? I hope you are. Because my uh, your satisfaction is actually uppermost in my mind. There's also a scene I mentioned. Earth, uh, she goes in in an attempt to figure out what's wrong with Gaia. Goes and speaks with Jane Foster. That's right, Jane Foster from the movies, also a character in the comics. Sif goes and visits. It's great. It's great. It's a great book. Uh, oh, and you know it's going to be. I mean, I could only have looked at the cover, reported back, and said. This is going to be an amazing book. Why? Because there's Sif, and there's Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that freaky horse guy, who also has Thor powers, somehow. I don't know the history, but either way, he's on the cover, and he uh, he shows up at the end, because, uh, uh, long story short, Sif turns on something, and it's a monitor monitoring station, and she interacts with all these different people, um, and she responds to a mayday, turns out it's Beta Ray Bill, and they recognize each other, and somebody is flying a spaceship right into Sif's new space station or whatever, um, and Beta Ray Bill is chasing them. It's good. It's good stuff. Also, interestingly enough, at one point... And I don't know if this is supposed to be foreshadowing. I, I I really I need to look and see what year this movie came out versus when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. This movie. I meant this comic. Because she's poking around on this kind of abandoned space station, and she finds a Walkman. She finds a Sony Walkman with headphones plugged in, and you know the headphones aren't orange, but it looks you know, for all intents and purposes, just like Star Lord's. Walkman, and she just finds it and looks at it, and that's it. You know, nothing significant happens with it, but I wonder. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Marvel. Either way, this is a great book, and you should absolutely read it. Read it at once. Go and check it out. Go and find it. Go to panelriot.com, click on the button that says Amazon, and provided Amazon does in fact have this, which they should, I think they have everything, uh, you can buy it through panelriot.com. We will get a little kickback. You will be supporting the show at no additional cost to you. Uh, and you'll have my undying gratitude, as I like to say so often here on the show. So anyway, that's one down. Journey into Mystery 652. It's a great, great comic. I recommend it highly. We are going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more comic reading on Panel Riot. Stick around. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out insertcointobegin.com? New articles going up daily, and you can check out our podcast, Boss Battle, on sorgatronmedia.com. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions no holds barred? 
Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Doggies, those sound like good podcasts, and they are. If you've ever listened to this show before, you know that I love those podcasts dearly. They're so very close to my own heart, and I am sometimes also on them. Because that's how we roll here on Sorgatron Media. We are reading comics. This is Panel Riot and Hot Diggity Daffodils. Am I so happy that you are here with us. You are going to take a journey with me. Man, I should have said that in the first part. I should have said you are going to take a journey with me, a journey in a mystery. That would have been a great intro to that first section when we read Journey in a Mystery 652, but <laughs> I didn't. Hindsight being 2020, uh, I could go back and edit the podcast, but then I would be depriving you of the raw aspect of this portion. This portion wouldn't make any sense. Maybe I'll do it anyway, just to mess with you. Either way, either way. Uh, The point is, me and you are going to go on a journey together uh, into the DC Universe, into the New 52, into Green Arrow. So. I wanted this book to be good. It's not good. It's, let me think here, what is the opposite of good? Oh, really bad. If I, if I didn't want to put out a decent-sized podcast, I would have just said, this comic sucks, let's go to commercial. I'm tempted to still do that, but I'm not going to. Let, let's, let's, let's examine a little bit, let's unpack why this comic is so bad. So, it's it's just it's just really terrible. It starts out Green Arrow is running through the woods, um, running from wolves that seem to be covered in spikes and circuits, and he looks also to be a I don't know sixteen year old trust fund kid. Is that that is what he's supposed to be though, right? Either way, it's not it's not a very good character design. The art is unappealing. The writing is confusing and boring. <laughs> uh, they they attempt to make jokes. Often, none of the jokes land. Um, apologies to and Nascenti. You've gotten way farther than I have. Congratulations on writing for DC Comics, and I apologize. Maybe you were having an off day. Harvey Tolabad, or Tolabau, I'm not completely sure. Sorry, man. Again, probably not your best offering here. Anyway, so uh, he's running through the woods in the snow, and he fights these wolves. He fends off the wolves. At some point, they just stop attacking him. Uh, A steampunk dwarf attacks him at one point with a gun, and then he takes the gun, and then the dwarf goes away. And then a blonde woman, who looks, for all intents and purposes, like a blonde uh, uh, (laughs) black widow. I was going to say Scarlet Spider, that's incorrect. A blonde black widow. I mean, completely. The costume, except instead of red accents, it's got pink accents. She shows up and kisses him, and they're 
all everyone's all very excited and then they take a sled again the sled is led by reindeer covered in circuits and spikes back to her father or something who's a guy who's gray he's all gray I guess he genetically modified the animals and she is a member of three three blonde triplets wearing identical suits who I guess is a hive mind and I guess he proved himself Green Arrow proved himself in some way that he's worthy to date his daughter whatever I don't know uh, they eat and they dine, which is the same thing, and then they end up in bed together. And then they go and sneak around in the gray guy's laboratory, and they find a cat who's been experimented on. She's a real sad. He doesn't free the cat. What kind of hero is he? Uh, and then they find... Oh, I think the steampunk dwarf shows up again, which is confusing. There's a hummingbird being experimented on. They find a polar bear that is also been experimented on. He has scales and spikes and, you guessed it, circuits. Uh, just for one page, by the way, they cut to somewhere called Qcor, whatever that is. Why not? Uh, all kinds of animal experiments. There's a rabbit that looks terrible and sad. There's... Oh, I guess that's it. No, I think there's a dog. There's a dog, also looking terrible and sad. Either way, the father shows up. He gets offended. They fight for a little while. The sisters try and stop the other sister. And then they all escape. Oh, and oh, here's another page in the middle of everything. Uh, Queen Industries. I guess they think Green Arrow is dead. Super great. Why not? And then the last page is them escaping on a thing, on a, you know, a snow... snow machine, snow blow, what is it called? It doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's terrible. It's terribly drawn. It's terribly written. This is not a good comic. No one should ever read it. Just don't. Just <laughs> And I, I wish that I wish that I could be proven wrong. I, I don't want it to be bad. I want it to be good. I want DC to produce good comics all the time. All good comics. But this is not one of those. And I wish that it was better so I could talk more about it. Because we're only, I don't know, 19 minutes into this episode, and that's infuriating to me. Because the, I try to make these episodes 45 minutes, but you know what? This comic is garbage. There it is. I could I could have and should have said that and cut from the beginning. I'm sorry. Green Arrow, number 8 from the New 52, is garbage. Let's go to commercial. More when we come back from Panel Riot. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invites you to learn something that you might share with your friends. And that something is a glass of sherry before dinner. Naturally, a glass of Petri California sherry. I say Petri sherry because it's the perfect before dinner wine. You couldn't think of a better way to begin a meal. At Petri sherry has a beautiful inviting color like, like dark amber. And for flavor... Well, you've heard Sherry described many times as having a rich, nut-like flavor. But if you want to learn for the first time what those words rich and nut-like really mean, you just taste Petri Sherry. It's wonderful. 
serve Petri sherry by itself or serve it with hors d'oeuvres or, or those little cocktail sandwiches. And incidentally, if you prefer your sherry dry, you know, not sweet, just ask your wine merchant for Petri pale dry sherry. Well, the important thing to remember is if you want sherry, you want Petri sherry because that means good sherry. family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. We are grateful to them for sponsoring the show, even though they institute some very strange policies, but we're grateful. We really are. We're, we're glad for the Petri family and uh, and all they do for us here on Panel Riot, and all, for, all they do for you, uh, just with their products that go unseen every day, but affect your lives and many different ways. That sounds sinister. We are reading comics here on Panel Riot. We are reading random comics here on Panel Riot, and we are just having a blast doing it. Sort of. Sort of. That first comic that we read was great, and the second comic that we read was not so great. But this one. I can tell you, straight up, this comic is phenomenal. It is the thrilling adventure hour number zero of Beyond Belief. Frank and Sadie Doyle those uh, those married mediums, toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages, and oh yes, they see ghosts. All right, so a little bit of backstory. The Thrilling Adventure Hour, as I said earlier, is a podcast. It's a phenomenal podcast. It takes place at Largo at the Coronet, and um, it's old-timey radio in, uh, in a new time style. And by new time style, we mean podcasting, just like the one you're listening to now. This podcast absolutely positively should be on your podcast feed it needs to be in your regular rotation it is one of the best podcasts out there hands down bar none i love it i absolutely love it it is made up of uh little segments and uh each week they record a full show all these uh, all these different segments and then each podcast that comes out is a different segment. There is Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars. It's just what it sounds like. Um, there is the Bucatino Business Shorts, which are hilarious. Uh, and, of course, there is Beyond Belief. Beyond Belief, Frank and Sadie Doyle. It's kind of a cross between uh, The Thin Man and uh, The Twilight Zone, I guess. You could, you could say that. Anyway, the point is it's absolutely phenomenal. The characters are brought to life by Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster, who are two are my two of my favorite actors, comedians uh in the world. They are just just fantastic the both of them. Um if you go to my regular Tumblr page, which is uh tumblr.com/thoughtfulriot, it is generally populated by pictures of uh Paul F. Tompkins saying hilarious things. Man, that was a lot of peas in a row. I hope I didn't pop those peas. Probably did. And uh, anyway, the point is, uh, the, <laughs> the Thrilling Adventure Hour is written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, and they also write comic books. They wrote a uh, Wolverine Year One thing a little while back. They were the regular writers for Thunderbolts for a while, and they decided to start doing a regular Thrilling Adventure Hour comic series, and I'm pretty sure it's coming out under the Image banner, I believe. 
Anyway, so in the podcast, obviously, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, the Frank and Sadie have been married for the entire life cycle of the podcast. Well, with issue number zero, this is how they met. And being a fan of the podcast, I feel like they got the tone perfect. It's not just the dialogue that Acker and Blacker write, but it also brings across the inflection and the style that Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster put into the characters, okay? So, that being said, let's talk about it. It starts with, you know, two uh, two columns. On the right panel is Sadie. She's drinking and then mixing a drink. And on the left side is uh, Frank. And Frank is fighting a demon. He cuts his head off. Go Frank. Uh, it turns out Sadie is doing a seance and Frank is drinking, and they're in the same area. Frank overhears the commotion in the seance and goes in to see what's happening as he is one to fight demons. That's when they meet, and there's these these three great panels in a row where it's just chaos in the background. There's these demon dogs and everything like that, and uh, Sadie is looking at Frank. Frank looks at Sadie... And then in the next panel, he looks away. And then in the next panel, he looks back. And she never looks away. And it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Because if you're a fan of the podcast, you know that these two characters are, you know, absolutely meant to be together. Um, they are just like this kind of like ideal couple who drink all the time. Um, what ends up happening is... Uh, the demon attacks Frank, Frank attacks the demon, Sadie stops them both, she kind of calms everything down, together they figure out the problem, they send the demon back, and that's it. And then (laughs) they find out that the demon dogs are actually, in their hearts, just demon puppies, and they go on a little picnic with all these demon puppies. It's it's just wonderful. It's delightful. And I know that doesn't sound like very, uh, like a very in-depth issue, but, um, that, that's, that's the gist of it. And the artwork, uh, adds a lot to it. They really, um, they really capture the expression of the characters perfectly. They capture, uh, the, the demon and the strange, you know, supernatural things happening like that. And uh, the emotion of the characters comes across very well. Of course, it was written by Acker and Blacker. um, Drawn by Phil Hester. Colored by John Roche. Ink art by Eric Gapster and Mark Stegbauer. If if I didn't know that this was a real thing, I would swear that they were just making up names. But um, (laughs) here we are. Anyway, I, I highly recommend it. If you go to thrillingadventurehour.com now and go to their shop, you can purchase these issue zeros, I think, for a dollar. I think um, this came packaged with the Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars issue number zero, which is also excellent. And uh, and as I said, I, I've actually been, uh, I've been sitting on an entire Thrilling Adventure Hour episode because there are... These, these issued zeros, and they released an original graphic novel a few years back to the Kickstarter backers and then eventually to the general public, and it's it's great too, but I think I'm going to hold off until these comics come out um, with their number ones and become ongoing series before I do an entire episode. 
dedicated to them. But I think the moral of the story here is you should buy these comics and you should read these comics. But before you do that, you should listen to the podcast, which is for free. Check it out on your local podcasting app. It is available in all the same places that you listen to Panel Riot, which is many different places. Uh, that's it, I guess. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We're just, we're like 15 minutes short. It's okay. A quick one. It's just a quick episode this week. If I talk any longer, it'll just be repeating myself in gibberish anyway. So, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up by letting you know that, uh, uh, Panel Riot is now easier than ever to listen to. Just head on over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode. From there you can play that week's episode of Panel Riot right in your browser. No downloads required. Easy peasy uh, orange larfleezy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox and you can follow yes that newly crowned teen heartthrob intern Stan at intern stan the show is available on stitcher smart radio spreaker iHeartRadio, and of course the big one itunes incidentally if you could take a second and leave us a rating on itunes it would it would just mean so much to me i want to know what you think of the show send us an email panel riot at gmail.com tell us what you're reading what you'll be reading after this podcast what you like what you don't like all of it thanks for listening true believers until next week when hopefully i will have bought up a catchphrase Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.